Good afternoon, and may the Lord give you his peace. This is Father Stosh Daly with your daily message of hope here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. And as we bring to a close this hour and this afternoon and this week, actually, we will wrap up today, in these few moments we spend with each other, the fifth step to sanctity. Over the course of this week, each day we've covered one of the five steps to sanctity. Uh, The five steps to sanctity, the first step to sanctity, keep holy the Lord's day. Keep God as the focus of your life, but especially keep holy the Lord's day, giving yourself that opportunity to truly live the Sabbath, not only in worship, but also in rest. The second step to sanctity, foster a daily interaction with the Blessed Virgin Mary. Acknowledge just how easy it is to become lost in this life, lost in our own lives, uh, and then to understand the beauty and the simplicity and the power of the role Our Lady can play in each one of us finding Jesus Christ, who is her Son, Jesus, who is Lord. So the first step to sanctity, keep holy the Lord's day. The second step to sanctity, daily interaction with the Blessed Virgin Mary. The third step to sanctity, weekly adoration of our Lord Jesus Christ, especially in the Blessed Sacrament, the Holy Eucharist, making sure that we not only pray the Holy Mass and receive our Lord Jesus Christ as we can in Holy Communion, but also taking those moments uh, at least once a week, uh, taking a moment where we can go to the church and visit Jesus the Christ in the Holy Eucharist by adoring the Lord, weekly adoration of our Lord Jesus, especially in the Blessed Sacrament, making sure we take that break, uh, maybe in the middle of the week, in between the two Sundays, taking time to go visit the Lord and adore the Lord, taking the burden off of ourselves and placing it before the Lord, placing it before the Lord, weekly adoration, the third step to sanctity. The fourth step to sanctity is Developing a uh, grace-filled habit of regular confession, making sure that we are not only able to acknowledge that we need to be forgiven, but also able to acknowledge the need to forgive others. So regular confession is an integral part of growing in sanctity, growing in holiness. It's the fourth step to sanctity, developing that openness to the Lord and that acknowledgement of needing to be forgiven and needing to be able to forgive others. And then we end up at the fifth step to sanctity, which we will delve into today, living the life of the church. So the church instituted by the Lord Jesus Christ the bride of Jesus Christ. The church is a family. The church is the people of God. But the church has a life to it, a rhythm of life. And when we develop that rhythm of life, we inherently develop a balance or an equilibrium to how we live our own lives. And it's all-encompassing, right? I mean, living the life of the church doesn't mean that you're living like uh, the bureaucracy of the parish office or you know, the stress of going from one mass to another uh, or having to decorate or take down. You know, no. When I say live the life of the church, I mean living the life of the mystical body of Christ. So when I work with either um, students or young people who are discerning their vocation in this world, encouraging them to make a decision, you know, one of the things I encourage them to do is to live the life of the church. So if the church, as our mother on earth says to we, her children, okay, today is a day to party, then you party. But if 
the church as our mother on earth says to we her children, today is the day you do penance, then we do penance. Um, the church echoes the voice of Jesus into the world. So the church would never just speak on her own. That's why it's so incredibly important that whenever we enter into the life of the church, we appreciate the three pillars that the church stands upon. Uh, you have sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and then the magisterium. So we have sacred tradition, which goes all the way back to the apostles, that lived experience of Jesus that is passed down age to age, generation to generation. Then you also have sacred scripture, uh, the canonical text of which was finally uh, codified and approved at the Council of Trent. Um, and then we have the magisterium, the teaching authority of the church, which really is passed on to her by Jesus Christ himself. So we have these three pillars upon which the church stands, sacred tradition, sacred scripture, and the magisterium. Living the life of the church requires of us an acknowledgement of all three and delving deep into all three. So, for example, in sacred tradition, we can realize, okay, the Lord Jesus tells us we are called to repent and believe, turn away from and turn towards, turn away from the world, turn towards God, turn towards Jesus the Christ. Uh, part of the repentance is growing in discipline, growing in the ability to say no to things which are good so that we're strong enough to say yes to that which is greater. So saying no to something that is good in the created order so that we're strong enough to say yes to the Lord. We do this by growing in our discipline and we grow in our discipline by committing ourselves to a life of penance, of saying no to good things because we really don't need them. In tradition, in the sacred tradition of the church, we find that there are two days every week that are days of penance, Wednesday and Friday, primarily because, going all the way back to the apostolic age, Wednesday is the day that Jesus was betrayed by Judas, and Judas making his arrangement, arrangement with the priests of the temple. And then, of course, Friday is the day of the crucifixion. So sacred tradition hands on to us one beautiful element of thousands where we can live the life of the church, just maintaining two days of discipline, two days of penance. Too many people think of penance as a bad word, or they equate penance with punishment. Penance is an introduction to discipline, to becoming strong. If you're going to be running a marathon, you need to practice you need to get in the habit of running and preparing to run, watching what you eat, making sure you get enough sleep. It's all growing in discipline so you can race towards that goal. Living a life of penance, living a life of discipline helps us to be strong enough to run the race of the life. In sacred scripture, we learn, of course, it's the word of God inspired by the Holy Spirit, uh, passed on by the Lord to very, very real, very human uh, people who wrote the word as it was inspired and passed on to them. But we enter into sacred scripture becoming familiar with the Old Testament and the New Testament, especially within the New Testament, the four gospels, the life of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to really open our minds and our hearts to the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four evangelists, entering into these words of everlasting life, you know, we, the Gospels should be very quick and easy for us to reference in our prayer, in our conversation. And then in the Magisterium, to be open to the teaching of the Church 
And not just the teaching of the church as it is today, or what's written today, but the teaching of the church for 2,000 years, understanding she speaks with that echo of Jesus. She carries his voice into the modern world. When we live the life of the church, it also, of course, challenges us to acknowledge that we are a part of the people of God, the mystical body of Christ. We are a part of not only here on earth, the church militant, but we also have brothers and sisters in purgatory, the church suffering, we pray for them. And then, of course, our brothers and sisters in heaven, the church triumphant. It cultivates within us an undeniable curiosity in the lives of our brothers and sisters in heaven, the saints, and we get to know them. We get to know them as our brothers and sisters who have run the race and are victorious. They live and reign with Jesus in heaven. We develop with the saints a friendship, a deep and abiding friendship. And some saints, like people on earth, you know, will really click with them, will get along with them, will turn to them often and frequently. And then others, we're like, I'm glad you're there. Don't really have much in common with you, but I'm glad we both love Jesus. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be best friends with every saint you hear of or learn about or come to know. But you develop a love for them and appreciation for them, even if they don't become close friends. Me personally, I've got what I tell those around me is like, I've got my clique, I've got my posse, and then I've got my group, you know? I've got my little clique of saints who I really turn to as my brothers and sisters every day. I mean, I read something about them, spend time with them in prayer, ask them for their prayers from heaven. And then I've got my posse. It's a little bit bigger. It includes, of course, the clique, a little bit more, uh, more people. They're like the friends that I might not see and talk to every day, but definitely hang with them once a week. You know, they're like the Friday night movie crowd. And then there's the group. Once a month, we probably all get together. You know, the saints fall in different categories, but there's the three groups. Um, you know, and it's not that anyone is better than another. It's just the one you identify with or that group that you really are comfortable with. You spend time with them in prayer. You're living the life of the church. It pulls your focus out of yourself, off of yourself, and places it on the Lord. You get to know others who love Jesus, who have pursued Jesus and have been victorious in that pursuit. And you're shaped by them. You learn how they were victorious over sin, temptation, faults, and errors, and then you yourself kind of absorb those victories, and you're able to as well become victorious in this life. Of course, it all brings us back to the Lord. Sacred scripture brings us back to the Lord. Sacred tradition brings us to the Lord. The magisterium of the church, the teaching authority of the church brings us back to Jesus, brings us back to the Lord. You know, if anyone calls Mary uh, their mother, they do so because they're striving to live the life of the church. They understand the role that she plays. If anyone is able to keep holy the Lord's Day, it's because they understand as a member of the church, we need rest and we need to pray. We need to abide by the Ten Commandments, right? These five simple steps to sanctity we've covered, one each every day of this week, gives us an opportunity to kind of lift up our eyes and see the Lord. Each one of them can be enhanced, grown upon, you know, spread out, pulled out, meditated upon. So many details can fall within each one of these five simple steps to sanctity, five steps to holiness. And as we're striving for peace and looking for hope, we're aiming for the Lord. <laughs>